This is Just a Thought, a podcast for parents ready to change their mind and change their lives. This podcast is packed full of the one thing that will change your life, your parenting, and your relationships. Don't believe me? It's just a thought. I'm your host, Christina Stead, and this is episode 18, Lonely Parenting. Hi, my friends. Here's my thought. I am a distracted driver. I absolutely have to focus on focusing when I drive. Does everybody do that or is it just me? Maybe some of us more than others just naturally focus instead of trying to multitask when they're driving. My husband calls focusing when you're driving common sense, but I don't know how common it actually is. For me, if I'm not focusing on focusing, I like to look around a lot when I'm driving. I like to look at people in the cars around me and I like to look at the people walking around and see if they're eating something and I want to know what it is. Is it ice cream? What flavor do they have over there as <laughs> I fly by them? I also like to read signs, which of course sometimes that's helpful. But if I get too interested, then I forget to focus on where I'm going. And obviously that's not safe. But you know, moderation. The signs are there to be read and help us get where we want to go. But when my focus on the sign becomes my priority, I'm in for a rough ride. So when I read this post the other day by Jess Johnson from Wonder Oak, I had to share it. She is spot on. She says, girl... Stay in your lane. Don't look around you. Don't worry if you're moving slow when everyone else is going fast. I want to stop here a minute and add to her analogy. Sometimes we need to start slow before we speed up. Some people go way faster on the road than we are ever comfortable with. Some go slower. And we don't have to go slower or faster to please them. Go the appropriate pace for you. Also, If something is wrong with your car, being weird, there's no shame in pulling over and calling for help. Call a friend. Call a mechanic. What if we treated our mental and emotional help more like a car and less like a mistake? What if when things felt weird or off, we automatically slowed down, pulled over, and called a friend or a professional to help us? It's a helpful thought for me. Back to Jess's post. Don't stress that no one else seems to struggle with that one thing you struggle with. This is me again. I have to add, you'd be surprised. We are all struggling with really similar things, actually. You're not really alone in this road. Back to Jess. Don't think about someone else's success compared to yours. Don't sweat it if it seems that everyone you know is on a five-lane freeway and you're on a scenic dirt road with no reception. I also want to add here, That if you don't like a road you find yourself on, another road is available to you. Decide to change directions and look for another road. You'll find it, I promise. All good things are available to you. Be patient and begin moving in the direction you want to go. Back to Jess again. Girl, this is your life. You are unique and different from every person. There is only one lane you belong in and that's yours. And she goes on, but I'm going to skip to the end. You be good at being you. Girls, stay in your lane because that's where you will love your best life. Actually, I don't know if she says love or live. 
Okay, apparently she says live your best life. But, you know, you can love your best life too. So I'm just going to keep it. <laughs> know your role, know your road, and stay in your lane. I read that book title recently and I was like, yes, yes, yes. I'll probably look into reading that book. It's by Tarshish S. Newberry. So you might be wondering at this point, what does all this have to do with lonely parenting? Sometimes I struggle to take care of my own needs. And I start looking at other people's models, trying to get in their heads and in their lanes. And I feel guilty about doing things to take care of me. As if taking care of me somehow inherently takes something away from them and their needs. And if I start thinking in that direction, I can find lots of thoughts that support it. But those thoughts are me swerving in the other lane. Sometimes they are me being a backseat driver and telling someone else how they should be driving. And they're me feeling insecure because there's a road over there across the highway going the opposite direction. And with so many cars going that direction, sometimes I wonder, am I going the wrong way? <laughs> I guess I need to figure out where I want to go, huh? These thoughts and comparisons cause me to feel resentment, shame, and jealousy. And these are what make my parenting experience feel very lonely and disconnected. Because if I don't know my role and I don't know my road, it's hard to know what my lane even means. I was thinking about this concept a few Sundays back. I've had a love-hate relationship with Sundays for a long time. I love having a day set aside to worship God and to remember my Savior and His sacrifice and His grace. I love renewing my baptismal covenants and partaking of the sacrament. I love spending time with my family and having that time set aside to do things I wouldn't normally do to fill my spiritual cup. But sometimes Sundays can become a day of resentment instead of a day of rest. I found myself resenting my husband every single Sunday for a long time because he likes to do his Sundays differently than I do mine. And for a long time, I resented our differences. I also resented how messy our house was Monday morning because of all the resting that we did on Sunday. I was feeling trapped doing things and not doing other things, thinking these things are appropriate and those things aren't. Dave should do these things and he shouldn't do those. And I started focusing on him so much that I forgot to think about what I wanted my Sunday to look like for me. How did I want to show up? What did I want to do with that day to worship God and rest and feel fulfilled? What did I want to encourage my family and my children to do without all the judgment? If you're also a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you might understand what I'm talking about. Within our church, we have some outlines stating what we should and shouldn't do on Sunday. But what's kind of confusing is we also believe in the spirit of the law as well as the letter of the law, which can discount some of those shoulds and shouldn'ts in some situations. We are told that we as a people may keep ourselves unspotted from the world by properly observing the Sabbath. What does that mean? I like to look at how Christ viewed Sabbath observance. During Christ's mortal ministry, he lived among the Jews who believed that they should only walk a certain distance on the Sabbath. But Christ came and taught differently. He asked questions. 
which is a powerful way to redirect our thinking. He asked, is the Sabbath made for man or man for the Sabbath? And he got people thinking, what is acceptable on the Sabbath and when? So I'm not here today to tell you what is acceptable for you to do on the Sabbath. I can direct you to recommendations from the Church of Jesus Christ. But ultimately, you're the one who gets to determine what's acceptable for you and the Lord on the Sabbath and for those in your family that you have a leadership role over. Whether we give someone else the label of control of what we do or not, ultimately what we do comes down to us and what we think. I was listening to another woman getting coached on this very same thing when I realized that I can have the Sunday I want to have. I can take a nap on Sunday if I want. I can cook a special meal or have food prepped in advance. I can go to the store if I want. I can sit and scroll through Facebook all day long. I can read a book or read my scriptures. So what do I want to do? What results do I think I'll get by doing it? What results do I want? What do I want to feel? These questions are great resentment killers. Resentment is a sign that we're ignoring our own needs, that we're in someone else's lane. Resentment for me is fueled by a few different types of thoughts. I imagine my brain is a big bookshelf and it's filled with a bunch of different books. There are always books or thoughts coming and going and I can look at them and decide if I want to shelf them and keep them or if I want to just let them float on by. They're flying books, of course. That's how they fly on by. My bookshelf has labels that are based on topics that seem popular and relevant to me, or at least were at some point in my life. And if I come across thoughts or books, for analogy purposes, that fit in that category, I tend to keep them and put them on the shelf with a label I think fits with them. So one shelf I have is called What Others Should and Should Not Do. Another is called What is Required for Me to Feel Peace. And I used to think that the first bookshelf, the what others should and should not do, was a prerequisite for me to read and check off before I could read and check off the next book, what is required for me to fill peace. I still think that my bookshelf full of what others should and should not do is helpful for me, but when they don't follow it, I no longer think that they're wrong because that's their lane. But I can still think that what they did is wrong, but maybe they're not wrong for doing it. I don't have to judge, which is an awesome blessing. I thought I needed to manipulate what others were feeling and thinking before I could feel peaceful and content. I used to think I needed to mistreat them if they did things they shouldn't in my book or feel miserable if they were miserable, angry if they were angry. I thought I needed to pretend I was happy when I wasn't because I thought we were all supposed to be happy all the time. And I felt guilty when I felt sad or disappointed. A whole lot of judgment piled on our thoughts makes them even more painful. All this guilt and judgment of myself, my husband, other parents, my friends, my children made parenting lonely and emotional. I didn't have a respectful relationship with myself. I was too worried about what others were doing or not doing or thinking. I was not in my lane. And obviously I don't just change overnight. 
But now I'm super excited to start planning these road trips of my own life more intentionally. I'm enjoying spelling out what I want my life to look like, all the while embracing what already is. Where am I at already? But being willing to change it and dream a little too. I hope these thoughts will help you see a road that will take you to a place in parenting that's more connected and loving and a lot less lonely. You've got this. This is Christina Stead, and this is just a thought. Thank you.